Welcome back to Venture Lounge. Nothing ventured, nothing changed. Our goal every week is to bring you the realest conversations with the Space Coast's most interesting founders and investors. Whether you've tuned in before or this is your first time, if real raw startup stories are your thing, you can support Venture Lounge and our guests by hitting that subscribe button. Yeah, man. I think we're uh, we're doing some pretty special, fun stuff here at the Venture Lounge. I mean, every time we have a guest, one thing they always almost always say is I've never said that before on camera um, so we're really creating an environment here uh, where people feel comfortable to share these raw startup stories so uh, by all means um, if uh, you're super excited like we are about what's going on at Venture Lounge uh, subscribe and, and enjoy and enjoy the episode right and just to be clear Matt if they're on Spotify what do they do I don't know. They subscribe. They subscribe. Right. <laughs> right. Well, how about you? What, YouTube? YouTube, right? Yeah, YouTube as well. Right. Subscribe. So, yeah, subscribe. No, this, gave, this gave me time to settle down. Good. Amazing. My adrenaline was up a so little positive. bit. <laughs> so positive. You know, you just got to roll with it. I run a nonprofit. You, you got to roll with it. You do. Yeah. You absolutely do. It's actually in our job opening right now. The ability to roll with it. <laughs> honestly, like that's, but that's so, that's so true in yeah. the nonprofit world. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, in, 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 anywhere, I mean, in, in any our world, business. But, but I mean, there, there are companies that are just way more like, hey, show up, you know, click the, the little, you can pretty much, you can pretty much forecast what the next year of your life is going to look like yeah. in some organizations. When you are in a startup or you are in um and quite frankly and you're in a in a um a nonprofit, um it is a whirlwind whirlwind like there are days where it's just like tasmanian devil yeah you know and then there's other days where it's it's maybe more a little organized chaos and then but but you guys are like moving moving moving. i mean so your team has to be yeah like on it yeah and and we, you know, you go through different personality types when you run a business. Yeah. And but I know who I am at this point in life. <laughs> yeah, which is nice. I'm pretty good at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I I was talking to a candidate this morning for that job opening, and I was like, listen, um, this is working. So you, we are open to all sorts of work styles, but you need to know what already exists and then make sure that you would be a comfortable fit in in the machine. Yep. And um. <laughs> Yeah, and, 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 she, and I said, you need to know, if you need a structured work environment, this isn't the job for you. You will be uncomfortable. Mm. Um, but if you can roll with it and come up with ideas and, and, and celebrate and you know, stay on mission, this is perfect. So it's fun. I love it. That sounds like it was a fun interview, at least for you. <laughs> but, I mean, it, so, I mean, do you find that it's hard to find people that are, like, that are good for that, that, are, that, are, that can just sit right into that kind of environment? Do you feel like it's difficult to find those? Yes and no. Because it's a little bit of a dichotomy, right? So we're a little, we're, it's, it's, um, it's a flexible, <laughs> instead of saying the word unstructured, it's a flexible work environment. But some of the things <laughs> we need that person to do are very detail-oriented mm. database. So we need that person who can, who can go both ways okay. um, and be part of the team. Um, and right. yeah, and jump into challenges. So, um, but but again, back to pandemic, things have changed. So when we posted this position before, um, I think we had two applicants, three applicants. Um, we are interviewing eleven people. Wow. 
like the 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 we're getting resumes from everywhere, and part of it is. Um, our credibility in the community has been on a nice incline over mm, the past has. couple of years. It has. Um, so that, and, and I think we're pretty consistent on our branding. Um, mm-hmm. we, have a, we have a consistent voice uh, in the community um, that's carried through in a, in a pretty consistent pattern on every platform we do, whether it's live, an event, online, that um, you can tell what the personality of the organization is. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think people are attracted to that too. Yeah. Um, they want to be part of it, part of the part of the fun. Watching like the video recap on your LinkedIn of the pitch event that you two were involved in, like the I mean, watching the first place winners get what was it like twelve grand a piece or something from Florida Tech? Yeah, I mean, like scholarship, yep. amazing, right? Like amazing. That stuff event is so fun. It is fun. It is. Um, I'm really a believer in pipeline, right? So creating those the next entrepreneurs or the next workforce or the next has to start early Mm. and being in classrooms it's fascinating because when you go into a kindergarten classroom and you say hey guys what do you want to be when you grow up you get the gamut you get engineer and doctor and lawyer and welder and all sorts of things by the time they are in third or fourth grade the boys still tend to be all over the place, but sports is added in. Mm-hmm. And the girls are influencer, YouTuber, um, more of the social media influenced mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. careers. So that pipeline and the influence that JA can bring um, to maintain a broad spectrum of what people can do with their lives is important. Yeah, yeah, extremely important to have like that extra stimulus and curriculum outside where there's like more critical thinking outside of just yeah. the standard education, you know what I mean, which is which is important as well, but that diversity like you're saying, I think yep. plays a huge role in kids getting their development accelerated, you know. Absolutely. Um, I was a clock watcher in school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had this teacher in seventh grade, Conway, stop walking that, watching that quack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's really, um, <laughs> there was more to it, but I won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, this, is, this is the podcast where you can get it. Right, right. You can say it. I'll do the ready at one of your little things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Conway, stop walking that quack. If, you, if I catch you quack watching that quack one more time, I'm going to whap your head around that radiator so fast. <laughs> Cheers to Mr. Hesse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I hope he catches this right now, you know. Um, but so the point of all of that uh, was that school's a grind, right? Yeah. Even in the younger age, school's a grind. And kids love something that's off pattern. They love it when uh, Very that, true. Th- that somebody new comes into the classroom. JA volunteers bring that new element. Yeah. And the JA curriculum is really hands-on and fun and interesting, even while it is doubling up on the core curriculum as well as teaching things that aren't taught in school these days. So mm. um, kids tend to really like it, which, yeah. is, which makes my job a lot easier. It does make your job a lot easier, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Welcome to the Legacy Angel Network Venture Lounge, where nothing ventured is nothing changed. For Matt Hollmantaller, press 1. For member services, press 2. For real raw startup stories, press 3. For all other questions or concerns, please wait on the line in our next... Good evening, everyone. I'm Matt Hollmantaller, and you're listening to Venture Lounge, after-hour conversations with founders and investors. These are the stories, insights, and conversations that you aren't going to find on the company website. Because the real lessons you learn in the startup world, the risks you take as an entrepreneur, the highs and the lows, 
the moments in your journey when no one else believes in you right before you break through. Those are the moments that you just have to hear for yourself. So grab a drink and listen in to the men and women who are changing the world. Welcome to the Venture Lounge. Welcome back to Venture Everett Lounge, everybody. Well, nothing venture, nothing changed. Um, I'm Connor Sherman, creative director here at Legacy Angel Network, and I'm joined on the couch today by our founder, Matt Hellman's Holler. Matt, what's up? Hello, what's up? Who do we got with us, man? Um, I am very pleased and honored um, to have Ann Conroy Bader here uh, with us. Um, so she is the uh, president of President, right? Yeah. That's how we yes, that's yeah. how we title that. Um, of uh, uh, junior achievement here in Brevard County. Um, uh, she is a light. Sing. Light <laughs> in this community. I mean, and, I, and, I, and I'm, you know, I'm not joking when I say that. So, so Anne, um, I met her a few years ago. Um, I think I think Matt Susan said, "Hey, you should have this guy Matt judge yep. this thing and whatever." Yep. And yeah, and then it was it was it was the it was the uh, the innovation event. Yes, and so that's where we that's where we met, uh, and then we stayed in contact. Um, but from that time, like you guys have, like I think it was actually more than three years ago. It was maybe four years ago. I think it was four years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, you guys have grown like crazy, and I'll tell you why. It's it's because of this lady and her team, like. They have just gotten with it in our community, and they're helping students all over the place. Um, everybody in this town knows who they are, which previously, I'm just going to say it, previously, um, there wasn't a lot going on in JA. Yeah. And that's not to a dig or anything no. else, but, like, I mean, you just came in here and started slaying it. And I, I think people in general, Connor... They just want to be around this lady, which makes it, which, <laughs> you which, which makes it, which makes it, which makes it, you know, you want to be around what she believes in because mm. you care about her and like, well, if she's this cool, what does she believe in? Oh, J.A. Well, what's J.A.? And then all of a sudden, like there's this, 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 uh, this little domino effect and she's, she and her team have just made this tremendous impact. So, mm. um, our podcast being about founders and people and innovators and people that go for it, like she's like the prime candidate to be on our little podcast. Hey, so, well, welcome, man. We're glad you're here. Thank you. I'm very yeah. flattered. Give us like uh, just the summary of what JA is, does the mission there, what you feel it, um, what that engine is like creating here in Brevard. We, um, I'll start at the 30,000 foot level. We are giving kids, students, K through 12, actually up to age 25 now, we were just, the, the um, age limit was expanded, um, the skill sets and the mindsets to thrive. That's mm-hmm. what it comes down to at the most basic. What it, at the granular level, we send volunteers into classrooms um, to deliver JA programs. And they focus on three key areas, financial literacy, so all the money skills that we all wish we had learned when we were young mm-hmm. and kind of found out uh, along the way, <laughs> trial and error. Um, entrepreneurship, so planting the seeds for entrepreneurship. And we actually, sometimes kids self-eliminate from that. I don't want to own my own business, but what we now know is that even the largest companies are hiring people with entrepreneurship skills, entrepreneurship skills, mm. because you can think outside the box and you yep. think big and you bring ideas to the table and that's so important. And uh, the third thing is career readiness and I've kind of translated that to workforce readiness on mm. the Space Coast. Um, I, 
we identify what is needed on the Space Coast, and we try to bring it into classrooms so that students um, have a broad spectrum of things they can do with life and the skills to do it. That's fabulous. Yeah, um, I, I mean, even with my... Like, so I'm, obviously when you have your own kids, I think you just start to get more interested yes. in the development, education, all that stuff. So um, just hearing about that's really cool. What, what do you um, kind of identify as like the key components that create an entrepreneurial mindset for a, a kid? What kind of th- kid thrives in this program or these activities? Well, we all know in this group the entrepreneurs are... <laughs> Unique creatures. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. Um, but and there's a lot of self skills analysis within the JA curriculum. Mm. Um, so that, you know, you've got to be a risk taker. You've mm. got to have um, some coping skills to deal with anxieties. You know, am I going to make payroll next week? All mm. of those things. But you also have to be a big thinker, creative thinking. Mm. And um, JA curriculum even goes into the different methods of brainstorming and the different methods of bringing creativity into the workplace. But then they back it up with real skills also. The research behind being an entrepreneur, the the legal ramifications, the financial ramifications, the marketing skills, um, and and also the knowledge that you don't have to be good at everything. Mm -hmm. You can build the team to be good at everything or surround yourself with support structures. Mm. So... um, the entrepreneurship thing is is fascinating to watch kids go through the process because a lot of them would be like, no, no, I don't want to be my own boss. And by the end of the program, they're like, huh, I could do this maybe. This is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun to watch. So I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old, both, oh, both girls, spots. my wife and I do. And um, so like Olive now that she's like getting some fundamental reading kind of math school she, uh, skills. She's trying to like apply that in all kinds of ways. Like when she's out running around, you know what I mean? The other day at the gym, she was like, she had a little uh, whiteboard. My wife brings her to the gym on occasion, you know? And so she's writing down like the name of the physical therapist. that's like on the wall. It's just goofy <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? Like a uh, physical therapist, you know, Chuck Smith, whatever, you know? Uh, it, it's just cra- like I, I think that's where um, like that ability to like apply yeah. like those opportunities to yes. apply what you learn in curriculum and use that and, and find the, the rights and wrongs and all that unfettered you know man kids are fun aren't they, they on that really level are. like, yeah, they're, like yeah. <laughs> when the moment when you realize oh well, they're way smarter than me <laughs> well, and they apply it, apply it in all kinds of strange ways that you would just never think of you know, they're right? very young right? yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're way smarter than me like Same. that yeah. I remember my oldest, she's turning 21 on Tuesday, and I remember when she was a baby, she was about nine months old, and I looked at her, I'm like, I looked at my ex-husband, I was like, I think she's funnier than us. (laughs) She already had a sense of humor coming out, and Mm. I was like, how does this happen? I have a great entrepreneurship story, though, with one of mine. Please, So same thing, right? So you watch your kids, and they're picking up skills, and they're they're processing it, and it comes out in the most interesting ways. My youngest, her name is um, Palace Green, she's uh, named after a village in Ireland, Mm. and her personality is big enough to handle that name thank god what a cool freaking name yeah mm. and that my my ex named her palace green so i was like well i get the middle name and i chose patrick <laughs> so 
just to make her life that much more complicated. Awesome. So um, Palace, she was my youngest, and I ran a nonprofit up in New York State, and she was literally on my desk from two weeks old. So she has been with me at work. Wow, yeah, that's cool. From from almost birth. And um, at at the age of four, she had her own desk and her own computer, and she would and play with, you know, the paper clips and everything. So this has manifested into at 12 when she was 12 she's 14 now um my my side gig is i'm an artist and um i i love doing the artwork part of it but as a typical artist i do all the business stuff at work but i don't want to do it at home do you paint draw what do you oh very cool yeah oil acrylics does it matter to you uh watercolor gouache and acrylics wow very Um, cool yeah thank you i i it keeps my my brain balanced out Mm. so at 12 she sits me down and, and um, pulls out the screen and her laptop, and up comes a PowerPoint, and she pitched me. <laughs> She's like, listen. It's well. <laughs> yeah. Your artwork's fantastic. She's like, um, your development and this, and your use of color and composition, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, really, really straight on critique. And, um, and then she goes, but the business side of your operation really needs help. <laughs> Did you know she had prepared this PowerPoint? Or nope. It's <laughs> <laughs> so amazing. She's like, I'm going to help you with your branding, which is hilarious because I have a background in marketing. Yeah. I'm going to help you with your branding, your shipping, your operations, and the business side for a 10% cut of your profits. <laughs> She's like, listen, Anne, the tone of this Dude. whole thing is way off. All right. <laughs> I'm going to need to see her resume. <laughs> I was like, deal. <laughs> so to this day, she gets 10% of any artwork I sell. And that has been a lovely thing for me. Um, the one, she does all my, um, everything from my panel prep, like pre-work on all my artwork. I did one of the surfboards for the zoo um, um, exhibition recently. And she, we got this surfboard from um, Caroline Marks. It had been yeah. in the Olympics. And I took one look at it and my eyes glaze over it. And she's like, let's go to Ace Hardware. And she like got all the stripping. She got the wax off, the stickers off, the pads, and presented me with a clean primed surfboard. <laughs> so amazing. that 10%, she probably deserves a little bit more. <laughs> Well, that, that's really a testament just to you involving her and your process and what she's learned along the way. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like this. Uh, it's kind of an archaic idea that like family and work has to be separate. Oh, especially no. you have the opportunity to like blend the two and create a, a family like economic engine. You Absolutely. Know? Um, and even at like even that, that take your kid to work day, the annual one day you're take your. Yeah. No, but yeah. like have them come with you more often. Yeah. Um, all three of my daughters have been on stage with me. They have participated in special events. Mm-hmm. Palace actually pretty much ran one of my special events last year. Um, practical, real life, connecting with adults, all those, That's awesome. those skills that you can give the next generation before they get a job. Like take them with you and do everything with them. So yeah, I, I've always been a big believer in that. And you know what? It's because I went to work with my, now that I think about it, <laughs> I went to work with my mom oh, <laughs> and my cool. dad and yeah. So let's start there. Okay. Your background. So, 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 so what made Anne Anne? Like, you know, oh. well, where did you grow up and, 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 okay. and yeah, give us some, give us some background, some history. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> We're ready. On a time. <laughs> I am um, the Anne. fourth of five kids. Um, of um, Eamon Finbar Connery, so weird names run in the family. So he was an Irishman <laughs> and um, married my mom, Joanne Connery, an artist. 
And, um, and she was also a librarian. And we lived in a small town in Western New York, hour and a half south of Buffalo, St. Bonaventure University, go Bonnies. They make, the, they make Sweet 16 every once in a while. They're the smallest Division I basketball team. Wow. And um, gorgeous, empty place of the world. It's really rural. And um, we were the, I was the fifth generation of my mom's family to grow up in, our, in the house. Oh, wow. um, my girls were the sixth generation to grow up in the same house. So really kind of weirdly grounded growing up, but also one foot in, in Ireland, um, in a different country. So we um, had, had a, and, and it was a college town too. So house just full of students and artists and priests and all sorts of people when we were growing up. So it was, it was a, you know, it was, it was fun and interesting. There, it was very, because we grew up on a college cam- uh, campus pretty much, um, and I went to work with my parents all the time, yeah, um, we were all education-bound. So um, I, I ended up at Tufts University in Boston. My dad, my dad uh, agreed to be a professor at St. Bonaventure, so he'd have tuition remission for his five kids. Not one of us <laughs> went oh, to St. No. Bonaventure. <laughs> I'm grateful, little. <laughs> That's just so how many, it works out, man. So many apologies I could make to my parents if they were still here. Um, yeah, so I went to Tufts and then bounced around the country for a while. Um, lived in Seattle for a year during the grunge years. So fun. And then Washington, D.C. for five years. Um, worked at a consulting company, started as a graphic designer, and ended up running the division. Um, and I was too young for it, so the stress was too much. And we, uh, my husband, my then-husband and I moved out to Portland, Oregon for five years. Um, I was creative director for an advertising agency and then opened up my own events uh, planning group, specializing in nonprofit fundraising, ironically. And then... Uh, my parents went downhill really quickly, and we moved back to Western New York in 2001, um, helped them through their last year, and ended up inheriting that homestead 14 years, and then um, Drew wanted to move down to Florida because his parents were, uh, live in Cocoa Beach, so in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's just... Yeah. Human ping pong ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so, so as a, as, 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 a, as a kid, as a, young, as a young person, did you... Did you f- feel like you had that entrepreneurial kind of like spirit going on like did you like did you always think outside the box were you always kind of like I was really shy (laughs) until maybe junior year high school um so yeah no I was in the band I played trumpet um but I wasn't all that entrepreneurial in high school I kind of bloomed when I got to college um uh when I, there was an entrepreneurial business on campus. Uh, it was a student-run business, and um, I took it over the, my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Um, we, like, rented college fridges <laughs> and all, like, dorm, you know. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was really, it was, it was it, the business did great. And um, by my senior year, I'm, like, checking in this, like, first thing in the morning. It's, like, summer breaks. Check in first thing. Everything's good. Delegated. Off to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> so it was good. But um, no, not so much. Um, I, my mom was an artist, so I watched her. Like, it, it wasn't called a side gig back then. It was her sanity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but I was by her side during all of those things, so I, I definitely picked up on things. But Similar yeah. mediums, as your, like was she painting as well? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I've never had any formal training. I just, but I grew up watching and critiquing her work. 
Um, and she always wanted me to start painting. Yeah. And um, I lost both my parents in 2001, um, and I was primary caregiver for her. Oh, wow. And uh, she was just spouting out wisdom, like like those past couple months, or past the, the past few, last few months. And like things like, if you and Drew choose, choose to have children, you make their bedtime 7 p.m. And because you deserve life. <laughs> like just things like that. That is great wisdom. Oh, God, it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, she was like, she said, I really want you to start painting. Like mm. you have it in you. Please, please start painting. And um, I started two weeks after she passed. So wow. it was like, it was like, she's like, I'm in charge now. Sit down. <laughs> and I haven't stopped. It was my way of grieving. Um, mm. And my first paintings looked literally looked like she did them wow. um, to the point where her sisters were were like, "Did you find more of her work?" And I, I and I said, "Wow, no. yeah, nope." It's but I've since developed my own style. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think there is like a pretty large correlation. I mean, it sounds like one, you're just your with your creative director position, your design position. You have like a a visual art background mm-hmm. that's that's pretty solid. Um, we had so uh, my brother and I went to design school in Ohio, and one yeah. of the well, yeah, one one of the first classes that we went to was this uh, one of the oldest guys in the faculty. His name was Lane Razor, and like a lot of people ran and rave about his real name. That's yeah. an awesome name, <laughs> Lane, Lane Razor. Razor. Well, was he's, he a wrestler? He, no, no, <laughs> little tiny, tiny, quiet guy in his uh, in his eighties. <laughs> Matt, is, please. Was that, his, was, that his, was that his stage name? No, no, it wasn't his stage name. He was, although he was a name. He was Razor. You know. Sorry. No, that's all I right. I apologize. That, is that disrespectful? Well, he's, he's since passed, Matt, but okay. that's okay. Well, <laughs> to Cheers. Lane. Cheers to Lane. <laughs> to Lane Razor. I want to see that to him still. Anyway, Lane... Uh, you know, like a lot of people reference him because he was just so instrumental. He he taught this class to all the new, uh, the new people in the, coming into school called Creative Process. Yeah, and it was very much about um, like art and uh, design. Being creative is not about um, what you're doing with the, with your hand, like the actual drawing. It's how you see things. Yeah, you know. And so there's like a massive through line in what he was teaching us, and just entrepreneurism in general you know you're talking about that last component of being an entrepreneur and it's this fresh ideas creative thinking be able to see things in an unbiased way yeah he was always saying like you know when i when i walk with the other faculty they were talking about what they're going to eat for lunch and what they're doing you know when i'm walking through campus i'm looking at how the the snow is shaped based off the shadow that's hitting it and you know like just talking about all the values and tones that he sees cool. and yeah. the, you know he that's just sees totally. the right cool. right so he was he very brilliant water uh color painter a lot of his a couple of his pieces are well known if you you look them up but um yeah, well, man. So it's, well, now, I feel, I, now we, I know. Now we now made fun of his name. Now, feel, right. well, now that you know he has all this, name. now that you know he has all this substance, Matt, it's kind of off. Yeah. I but. am, I am well known for. I, I just got teased for it by it this about it this week. I as soon as I'm out, I'm like, oh, look at those clouds. Oh my gosh, that's so pretty. Look at the yeah. colors over there, and I like drive people nuts. But it's just like my brain's always going that. <laughs> you see him just stop yeah. uh, walking through campus and just be staring at a tree for yes. like five minutes. <laughs> like Matt, this has got no leaves on it, you know. Lane, what are you doing? But uh, I love that idea that just like the way you can see the world, like in an unfettered, unbiased way, leads to all all these new, fresh variations in business or life or, you know. And that's a gift. 
I mean, yeah. it really is. I don't I take mean, it for granted. You know, I it, absolutely it, it, don't. It's a gift yeah. because yeah. this, I mean, everything is so busy and it's so fast and everything is like, dut, 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 and everything's competing for that level of appreciation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's, uh, that's pretty cool that certainly your professor had it, but that, mm-hmm. that, that that's how you are. Yeah. That's, I, that's really cool. To an annoying extent, if you ask my daughters. But actually, it was Candace. It was oh, Candace. Candace. Right. She's like, okay. oh, my God, you and your clouds. I'm like, I can't help it. Yeah. So Candace is her, is her ride or die. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah She's 100%. VP of education. Oh, cool. She's just, we're, we're, we're opposites, but in a really, really, you know, the best partnerships are usually, you know, you get the different strengths coming together. Yeah, and she yeah. and I are that. And uh, my first day at work. At GA, I was terrified. I'm looking at this board list. You know, when you give credit to the team, the team includes. I have a fantastic board of directors. I, I there's phenomenal board. Yeah, yeah. and um, and I was terrified of going to work. And I was coming from New York State, so I was like, I had I had pantyhose on, <laughs> and high heels, and all the things. Like thinking I'm gonna, you know, go into this very corporate job, and it was not corporate. And at the end of the first day, Candace looks at me and she goes. It's so cute you wore heels. I'm like, oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I can work here. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, Candace is... uh, So it kind of reminds me of my little... uh, My relationship with with Scott over there in the background. Mm -hmm. Hey, Scott. Hi, Scott. Hey. (laughs) So so Scott's like my right hand. So he's everything that I'm not. Yep. Completely right. So he does everything I don't want to do. I, I'm bouncing all over the place, and he's kind of like trying to make sense of everything that I got going on and the vision and everything else. He's just, yep. just kind of like makes all the ideas become reality. Yeah, and then I take all the credit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly my relationship with Candace. I'm like, I have a big idea, but let me ask Candace first yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. if I'm allowed to do this. Exactly. Yeah, but that 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 uh, that. That entrepreneurial approach, I've been embracing. Like it makes it makes it, it makes life so fun. <laughs> a little little yep. chaotic at points, but I I walked into JA and it was a really strong nonprofit. They had they had uh, regrouped after the Florida economic um, crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of the board members literally saved the organization, mm-hmm. and they are still on the board. Carol yeah. Craig. And Scott um, Sorensen yep. and um, Brent and yep. we have some longtime board members who have been solid. So I walked into an, and, and and my predecessor, um, Kristen Schreiner, she was um, she took the organization and pulled it back together and set it back on 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 track to be yeah. really great. So I walked in an organization that was stable and ready for for growth and. Like I, I'm an ideas person, so I, you know, I, I'm like, what if we do this? What if we do that? What if we do this? And Candace is the rules person. She's like, no, no, yes, that one. No, no, yes, that one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been really fun um, being able to grow the organization um, because we approach it. I mean, we teach entrepreneurialism. Why don't we approach it entrepreneurially? And um, mm. I'm really proud of myself for getting that word out smoothly. Yeah, that you was really impressive. Thanks. That was really impressive. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's, especially after a couple of cups of coffee. Like, it's, it's, it doesn't happen all the time. You enunciated it perfectly. It was, it was very, very nice. Yeah, so, I mean, to, to, that, to that point, I think that that's what, that's what the students in Brevard schools, um, that's, I mean, they're, they're the benefactors of a, 
of a practically run organization. If you're an organization that says, hey, we want to teach you how to be entrepreneurs, you better be entrepreneurial yourself. Yep. You know, so it's, it's not it's not simply the education, it's the application. Absolutely. And that's what's happened. And the with spirit. You. Yeah, and right. the spirit. And the spirit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's well, really cool. One of been the most exciting growth moments for you, Anne, like in the, as you've uh, been running or being a part of this team of people that are running uh, JA, are there specific examples you can think of as far as breakthroughs, things you're excited about as far as how it's growing? Yeah. Well, let's see. Um, We have quadrupled our reach in Title I elementary schools. Wow. So, and that was thanks to a partnership I sought out with United Way of Brevard. So we have received funding for eight years now from United Way, um, specifically for their early reading um, initiatives. <clears throat> and it, what it did was allowed us to get into more Title I elementary schools. Um, we double up on the literacy um, initiatives that, we, that United Way is focused on because I come from a family of readers. It is the key to everything. Mm. Like visual is great, but verbal is, as, is, is so mm. important. And um, so we've, we've really done a great job in reaching the kids who need that even playing field the most, giving them a solid foundation, mm. moving forward. Um, maybe one of our, our most, probably the most important thing we do is, is level the playing field. Right, so the so socioeconomic gaps that we see, even in a community as thriving as 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 doing wonderfully as the Space Coast, are still stark. And we're doing a really good job in reaching the kids who need need these programs the most. Mm-hmm. Um, That's it, meaningful. That's cool. Yeah, I love it, and it 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 it. Um, Candace and I get shivers when we talk about it. <laughs> like we really believe in it. We really believe in the mission um, on, on on trying to give these kids the the mindsets and the skill sets yeah. for success. So another um, another one I'm really happy about is um, a women. It's called J A Glow Women in STEM. And um, there's a backstory, and so many backstories come from our family, right? So my oldest Rowan is really good in math. And she was number one in math, Cocoa Beach IB program. She came home in ninth grade. She had been like lauded for her math skills for years and came home from meeting with a guidance counselor. And I'm like, cool, what are we thinking? And she said, well, I think we're thinking uh, teacher or nurse. And my jaw dropped. And she's like, mom, you know, ninth grader. <laughs> I was like, no, no, give me a second. We come from a family of teachers and nurses and doctors and all of those wonderful careers. And not only that, but the women in our family have been strong in those. We, we go back generations for teaching and nursing. I was like, there's no shame in that game at all. That's not my point. That's my point cool. is, number one, those are the same two damn choices I was given 30 years ago. Yeah. And that's called gender bias. Yep. And number two, we live on the Space Coast. Nobody mentioned engineering to you? Nobody? Right. Yeah. And, and I, I just opened my mind, and Cocoa Beach is fantastic, and, and they're, they're, they're wonderful, but if that's even happening in places like that to students like that, like, like Rowan, what can we do to make a difference? So yeah. we, we launched this program called um, JA Glow Women in STEM. 
and it is um, we 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 uh, there's a program in Brevard called Tied Together. I don't know if you've heard of it, mm-hmm. but it was started by um, Glenn Outlaw. It's an elegant program. They go into schools, they pull out all the the boys from the school, mm-hmm. and they give them lessons on ostensibly how to tie a tie, but what it really is is demonstrating to these boys that this community is tied together and we are supporting them and they give them lessons on integrity and life and how to treat people and all the good things. So those boys were all getting pulled out of the classes and I've got three daughters and I'm like, what are, what are we doing with the girls during that time? And so I yeah. called up a couple of the school board members and I was like, can we look into this? And Katie Campbell got right back to me. She's like, they were just at my daughter's school and the girls are did nothing. <laughs> and I was like, that might be illegal. So how about, <laughs> how about if I come up with a solution? And we came up with this program. Candace and I came up with um, uh, the Women in STEM program. We put three women in the STEM sector on stage, it's assembly style. They tell their stories, where they started, where they are now, how they got there, the challenges along the way, the challenges specific to being a woman in these industries. But the most powerful part is we put a phone number up on screen. The kids can text in questions. It's anonymous into my phone. We moderate the questions and they're able to ask amazing questions to these people in the sector, in the STEM sector, everything from would I, what, do, what if I hate math? Yeah. <laughs> to do you face discrimination as mm. a woman, or identify as bi? Is there going to would be there be a problem in this kind of company or sector? To where did you get your genes? Because <laughs> you know, yeah. girls, yeah. <laughs> and you got to throw this in there to keep it light. Um, but really in depth, amazing, powerful questions. We reached um, over seven thousand young women this year with that program. Wow. That's awesome! Amazing. Super proud of it. That's, yeah, that's fant- that's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. We're very we're very happy with it. <laughs> it'll it'll um, I I would love to even expand that into women in leadership. Mm. So um, a lot of the girls in that audience will will eliminate self eliminate immediately as soon as they hear the word STEM or math or science or anything like that. But what we really are doing with that program is trying to identify the gender gap that still exists yep. in every business. Mm-hmm. We explain to them actually. The young women of today are almost blessedly innocent as to how far we've come, how quickly. So I start out that presentation with vintage ads from the 60s and 70s oh, wow. that say, does your husband know where you are? Or leave the work to the men. Or there's a great one. There's a, um, a, a female astronaut. And it said, she'll be keeping Mars clean for us. And as soon as you put that context Oof. in front of those young women... Then they're like, okay. <laughs> and I, I was like, my point is not, you don't have to go into STEM. You don't have to, you, don't ha- you have the choice to do what you want in your life. But what I recommend you do is choose something that you get self-satisfaction from and that pays high enough that you eliminate vulnerability from your life so that at any age in your life, you can stand on your own two feet and yeah. you are not vulnerable to anybody, no matter if you choose to fall in love and choose to get married and choose to have children, you are still yourself. You have agency. Mm-hmm. And they get that. They That's get awesome. that. And you see the ears perk up. So I may, I may transition that into women in leadership program. We'll see if I can pull it off. Man, that's so freaking needed. Yeah, no like, doubt. I, I, like that, that type of language certainly wasn't being used when I was in high school. No. That type of message was not, you know, and I keep, 
You know, I say that like I was in high school yesterday. I guess I wasn't. <laughs> We're about the same, aren't we? Sh- shit, I don't Ish. know. <laughs> I graduated in 97. No, we're not the same. <laughs> yeah. College or high school? High school. <laughs> I'm, I'm 52, so 88. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But still, same. My, this, the, the women, my, I have a wonderful supportive cohort of friends. I'm blessed to have female friends. And um, what we were taught was that we can do anything, but we were given no specific information on what anything means Mm. and still brought up with traditional gender roles so that successful women are still feeling guilty if their house isn't tidy. <laughs> Come on. Like the, the, the being pulled in all directions, the, the child caretaking, everything. There's still some definite redefinition um, because there's, a, there's generations of exhausted women. Mm. Um, not saying that there's, genera- there's not generations of exhausted men, but the, still, the inequity is still there. No, and I, I like that uh, your effort to just provide a diversity of opportunities, mm-hmm. information, uh, and like even those that are that are not in the same privileged position, just making those resources available to them is really cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a cool. it's a privilege. We we are happy to serve for sure. Mm-hmm. And and so the, the kids know what they don't know. They know what they don't know. We run another entrepreneurial thing we did. We, we started a program called Money 101, and it's financial literacy. Mm. So it takes kids of, through every financial literacy um, challenge they'll face from age 16 to about 21. So getting your first job, getting your first paycheck, where did all my money go? <laughs> you know, yeah. What are taxes? How do I do this? How do I not go into debt for going to college? How do I choose a career that has a good return on investment? All those decisions. Um, and the first time we held this, um, this program, Money 101, um, it's underwritten by a community credit union. They've been fantastic to us. Um, we, they give us the food, always gets kids in a room. That's awesome. <laughs> and adults and alcohol. And um, <laughs> no alcohol with the kids. Very specific. Right, alcohol right. with the kids. To clarify that real quick. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Brevard School is very progressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very progressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so the first time we had it, it was 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Are these kids actually going to show up? Yup, they showed up. And not only that, but we, hold, we, we passed out post it notes. Like, what are you most interested in learning? What are you worried about in the money world? Like, what decisions? 80% of those post-it notes said taxes. And we're like, what? (laughs) Right. Taxes is your number one concern? That is amazing. Mm -hmm. The kids know what they don't know. And um, they're thirsty for it. Some of these, these, the women in STEM things, they keep my phone number. And um, there was one school I went to, uh, West Shore, which is a, um, it's it's one of the top schools in the country. Right. But what people don't know is that it's a lottery system, so they have a wide socioeconomic breadth in that school. And I was still getting questions from girls two weeks after I was there. Oh, wow. There was, there was one girl, she was almost like a ringleader. She's like, I've got 10 girls over the house, and we have a couple more follow-up questions. Can we ask? I'm like, yeah, lay it that on me. So Absolutely, cool. right? They, they know what they don't know. And they are, when... when, when you hear all the time in the news about mental health and stress and our young people. And part of that is they know what they don't know and they know that they need to get all these skills on a really tight timeline. And yeah, yeah, we're trying to help with that. And do you have um, like any personal uh, stories or connections that you made with kids through that process that have been really impactful to you? You know, like uh, specific, like the way certain kids have responded to the curriculum. I think those girls that mm. that really got me, like because 
One of my biggest pet peeves is when there's a nonprofit that exists but there's no problem. Like they're, they're solving yeah. a problem or offering a service that isn't needed. And some, even with us, I, we question this. Like, are we doing, are we on the right path? We do some self-discovery or are we delivering the right curriculum by the right people in the right method? And so we're always, you know, looking for that feedback. And to get those questions for weeks afterwards, I'm yeah. like, yeah, we, this is a genuine need. We are, we're solving a genuine problem. Mm-hmm. Another one is that the innovation challenge. Um, we remember those, those $12,000 scholarships and one of the most impactful stories we have gotten out of that was right after the competition and one of my judges was behind the winners. And the girl, the, the young woman turned to her friend and said, I can go to college now. Wow. Right? Like, oh, yeah. shivers. <laughs> yeah. 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 There, there's, a, there's a direct connection. And more and more, we're getting alumni coming back to us and saying, I was a JA kid. Thank you so much. I would like to pass it on and volunteer. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's been, we're, we're, we're solid in the, the impact value statement. Mm. <laughs> See, you know, what I love about, I mean, it, <clears throat> I love everything that you said. S- semi-selfishly, you know, like, we're, so we're called Legacy Angel Network. <laughs> The idea is creating legacy, yeah. right? That's what you guys are doing. You're, you're, you, you are feeding today's generation um, for tomorrow's success. Mm-hmm. And and in Brevard County, in this community, uh, ultimately, we become benefactors of the work that you guys are doing now in partnership with Brevard Schools and partnership with great com- companies that come along and help mm-hmm. with funding and, and do all these different things. And so um, what what a community needs in order for it to be an entrepreneurial community, even in order for it to be a, a venture community, is um, you need that level of support, not starting necessarily when uh, you know, comp- you know, guy's 25 years old and he has an idea and now he can go and jump over into this. It's great that we have all that, yeah. but it's starting that, planting that seed all the way over here. Yeah having that support even when they're in high school and that entrepreneurial mind and that vision and that thing that they're having and that that being fed as they move up into college and if they decide to go to college and then seeing, if they can see that, man, I had that support here on my home base. Oh, and by the way, down the road, here's here's some different groups that can help me develop my idea. And And so... You create that you create that environment in a in a community, and that community is going to thrive for a very 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 long time. And and for those that don't stay in our community, some other community somewhere else is going to benefit from it. Yep. And you've done something that you can't quantify, yeah. Because you you put you put them in a position to succeed way back here, and whether they go to upstate New York or they go to yeah. Boston or they go to California, there's another community somewhere that's going to benefit from the things that you guys are doing. I just think it's a beautiful story. I think it's, I, it's awesome. I love, I love the concept of pipeline. Yeah. I just do. I, I, I ran a, a nonprofit up in New York State, and it was an arts nonprofit, right? So you wouldn't think it's natural part of the economic development efforts, but I think that way. I always think about community betterment, mm-hmm. not just what we're focused on and I became part of the, the pipeline for progress in, work in New York State and you know arts contribute to the quality of life so when I got down here and I went to an EDC event and Linda Weatherman's talking about the CPT program and manufacturing yeah. and I'm like this brand new job to me how could we be part of that um I start in looking at where JA was at that point we weren't sitting at any tables 
Right. We weren't sitting at any tables. And um, you have to, like, to be part of the conversation, to be part of the solution, you have to be sitting at the table. Yeah. So um, partnerships with the EDC and the chambers and all mm-hmm. of the, 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 the groups that are, are encouraging entrepreneurialism or workforce development or whatever, that is all, we're all on the same mission. Yep. And um, it's a powerful thing when you can connect all those dots. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, and it's real, like, testament to, and that your uh, own kids are, like, thriving academically, and then they're, like, that kind of entrepreneurial mindset. I mean, you see, like... So many times, pe- people that are that are thriving really well in a business environment or ex- educational environment, but their own like kids are falling apart. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're showing, you're really showing like proving the put in there. You know what I mean? That uh, that the the process works. That how you're investing in these kids, uh, you're doing that on the home front first kind of thing. That's cool. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. They wouldn't give any tre- credit to Jay though. I they have to would. tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you know how kids are. They're like, right. <laughs> but I think maybe. Maybe some of it rubbed off, and um, yeah, yeah I, I don't take. They're, they're wonderful, uh, and and I, uh, they're their own individuals as parents, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. All you can do is find play to their strengths, right? Yeah. Play to their yeah. Strengths. I, it, it works in almost every situation. They're all, they're always directly or indirectly learning. I mean, and that's the thing. Like some sometimes they're just watching mom go through something, and it's the way that she handles herself in that, mm-hmm. where you didn't need to say anything. Yeah. It, but they learned, they absorbed, and they, you know, and I've, I've seen that. Po- hopefully, both, hopefully mostly good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, positive and negative, positive and negative. And, yeah. and I, think, I think, too, I think something that you said, just on a personal level, you know, you talked about how you guys self-reflect, how you, you kind of look inward to your organization, make sure you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. That reflects actually who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's super important to do in front of this generation. Yes. It's important to do it in front of your own kids. It's important to do it, quite frankly, on stage in front of a big group of kids. Say, hey, look, we, we ask ourselves all the time, is this good? Yeah. Is this, are is we this, on mission? Are we on mission? Is yep. this right? Is this, you know, and it gives them permission to be honest with themselves. It gives yep. them permission to put something down and be like, just and to self-reflect. And like, oh, that's, you know, and it's a, it's a great teaching moment. It um, is. Yeah. That, um, I went to... Uh, we venture. The, uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, it was the Melbourne Chamber's Women of Excellence luncheon yesterday, and E.K. Branza spoke. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, is recently of L3 Harris, um, uh, VP Corporate Global Marketing, that type of position. Cool. Well, Joined our board, left L3 Harris <laughs> after one month, and is now with the Space Force. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, actually, no, she's working directly for the Pentagon. Anyway, she gave her presentation yesterday on um, value statements, mm-hmm. you know, three words that describe yourself. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I looked at Candice, I said, we need to do this again. Yeah. Like, we need to, as our staff expands, as our um, programming expa- expands, the mission is one thing, but how are we going to conduct that mission and what are we mm-hmm. proud of? And then I thought, I need to do this for the family again too. Like mm-hmm. as we're entering this next stage, two in college and one, you know, going to be heading off. Well, what do we stand for? What's important to us? And um, I found cool. her presentation yesterday extremely powerful. Just you know the ones. Yeah. You know, I, I'm a sucker for that stuff. I love yeah. that. Absolutely. <laughs> lifelong learning, right? And yeah. um, and and Candace is actually better at the lifelong learning than me. Mm. Like it consistently 
persistently curious about things. Mm. Um, mine is more of something being of the entrepreneurial mindset, some, it's the squirrel. Value statements, yes, right. let's do that. <laughs> but <laughs> I love borrowing other people's value statements too. I'm like, oh, that's really, really good. Good one. Yeah, right? I, I, was, I, was at, I was at an event, a little sh- uh, shout out to Squadra, um, uh, if they're watching. They they have uh, they had this event up in uh, up in um, Baltimore, mm-hmm. and it was uh, basically it was they're on their second fund, and um, uh, this was their second fund kind of event thing. But they they brought in essentially all their investors and different people engaged with their fund and did this little mini conference. And you would never have known it was the first time they did it. It was absolutely phenomenal. But uh, but Guy, uh, this is the guy that is the managing partner. His name's Guy. Uh, he he gets up on on stage and he's he's doing this little fireside chat. And he said something. I thought I'm going to steal that. Yep. And one day we're going to be good at it. Um, <laughs> what uh, was it? But 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 he said he said um, we build our brand on how we say no. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and so they they the and they get thousands of applications a year yeah. for funding and um, they give every single one of those people an, a one pager and they say hey this is what we like this is this is why it doesn't align with what we're doing here's Work what we on su- this. here's what we suggest yeah and it's it's they built their brand on how they treat people yes that's it right you know and that's yeah. and that's really that's what it boils down to I'm like I'm I'm gonna steal that I'm absolutely gonna steal that I, I, I want us to be able to build our brand on how we say no and ultimately what that means is how you treat others you absolutely know, how, how you handle people treat people care for others and it's it has to be intentional we're going so fast yep. it's, a, it's you know you finish one thing and whoop to the next thing and whoop to the next thing and, and um, probably the thing my my intentional goal for this next fiscal year coming up is to be um, more intentional at the back end of that process. Mm-hmm. Um, the innovation challenge, the, the, these, these high school teams come together, they pitch to these panels of judges, and for years, they would just go away <laughs> and never hear anything back. Yeah. And now we um, wanna, if you're gonna judge for us, those kids need feedback. Yep. They need that, they need the reasons for the no so yep. that they can grow from it and come back again and try again. Yep. So I love that. That's really yeah. Yeah, yeah. important. It's, it's cool. It's very, very cool. Um, and what do you do for fun? <laughs> other than other than pain, I mean, are you going back to New York to ski or something, you know? <laughs> Let's see. I, I walk um, in the mornings. Um, that means me and Matt were just talking about it. That forward ambulation in the morning that gets all the processes oh, firing. You know? Yes, absolutely. I, in fact, this morning I was a little bit tired this morning, and I was like, "Nope. If I walk, if I get my four miles in, I will be so much better on that podcast because my brain will be awake." <laughs> it's literally a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and the bags maybe not so big. <laughs> Have you listened to any of that Andrew Huberman guy? That, yep. that yeah, Huberman Lab. Yeah. Yep, I he, do. I do NPR. Oh, do you? Yep. No. I um I listen. To to the NPR news podcast. Um, I'm a news junkie. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it is because I interact with people, like 50 mm-hmm. board members, and I have to sound semi-intelligent in the most <laughs> you know random conversations. Yeah, yeah. You do. Thank you, you always sound intelligent. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I credit NPR. Um, and then um, I, I've got some humorous podcasts I listen to, but the real thing, it goes back to the art, though. It, the real thing is I go before sunrise, 
sunrise. Mm. So I catch the sunrise on my walk, and it's like um, it's like a carrot at the end that I can get good photos. Nice. So I take at least one good photo every did, morning. Did you mention that you listen to Venture Lounge podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that one on the list? What? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is that a pl- I didn't mean to plug. No, that. no, no. You're good. On our plugging us on our own podcast, Matt. It's next level. Here. <laughs> oh, you know. And are you one of those like uh, one of those crime murder podcast people? I've you know tried. what I mean? You have You can't get into it. No, I can't. I want to. My daughters are into them, and I keep getting recommendations. Right. And yeah, my daughters into them too. Yeah, something about. I don't know, something about the tone of them. But then I heard you're not supposed to listen to any podcast at normal speed. You're supposed to speed it up and then you'll enjoy it more. You have to find the speed Hmm. that you relate to. That's people that really are just on another level. I can't do the two times speed trying to listen to something. And I highly reckon nobody's speed up this one because I'm a super fast talker in the first place. There's no way I'd sound like a chipmunk. (laughs) (laughs) Aubrey will just be lounging by the pool, bro, and listening to somebody like get sliced up in Pike County. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like she's out of control with the murder podcast, dude. I love all those memes about the the husband's kind of worried about what they're. <laughs> what do you mean you're an expert in? It's a, it's a real meme. Honestly, like the more I get to know your wife, that just fits her kind of like. It just doesn't shock me. <laughs> I know she's a she's me. a killer, that's not a man. Diss. She's it's a killer. Like, yeah. No, his his wife's hard hardcore. hardcore. She is, man. Yeah. She yeah. loves digging in. Yeah. And then it, painting. I I I've used it for my alone time. Um so it's fun to me and I actually go to there's a great um uh island time um bar. It's like a it's not a dive bar. It's like a ocean bar. You know what I mean? Oh, cool. It's up in Cocoa Beach and there's a table they try to keep empty, empty for me every Sunday afternoon. That's so cool. I know. And I go in and it's like Norm. Remember from Cheers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I get the Norm feeling. That's awesome. And I sit there for a couple hours and, um, and paint and have a couple beers and it's my uh, like settle down. What is, what is your subject matter of choice? Um, mostly, I have a couple lines of work. Um, mm-hmm. I have a general line of, of little watercolors are about two inches by two inches and those are all mostly landscapes. Nice. Uh-huh. And then I don't like so this is such my personality. I don't like medium. I like I either do tiny or big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um so the um I have a line of larger paintings, three feet by two feet. Um one is a pool series. It's my my daughter's is they um I got I didn't want to be a boring watercolor artist, you know, like the, right. and th- that's no diss on any, on, on all the boring watercolor I did it again. There is a lot of boring art out there. And you, can't, you just got to say what it is, man, you know? So I, ju- I wanted to play with light and form. I wanted to be a more contemporary um, artist and the yeah. pool, the way light is bent by water is fascinating to me and my daughters are fascinating to me. So yeah. I have a whole series of my daughters um, swimming. That's and cool. Very cool. It, Super cool. It's it, and then um, and then when I moved to Florida, I had a, it was um, it wasn't an easy move for me um, for personal reasons. And one of the things that I had to get used to was Florida hot hot yeah. colors. Mm-hmm. Like the whole my whole palette changed. And I I the first line of work I identified with, with in Florida was that were the hammocks. Mm-hmm. The, um, the little oh cool. I love them. The the boardwalks that go through those um, those forests and the, all the different kinds of trees. And so I have a line of those paintings also. Um, and then my newest is bioluminescence. A friend of mine took me out um, for on his boat and floating in the lagoon, at looking at the stars and the waters all glowing. So I have a line of those paintings too. Oh, very cool. Yeah. That is cool. I, I have. 
my phone case is one of those ones. Oh, wow. Wow, <laughs> man. So cool, man. Stop it. Well, that's not boring watercolor at all. That's <laughs> <No>. <laughs> super cool. No, I try not to do boring in general in life. <laughs> yeah, so do you have like a little landing page for all your art sell stuff? Well, where you can talk we to my buy business manager. Are... She really needs to get on that. Right, okay. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Do we just yeah. email her? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do, when I moved here, because I had been in arts administration, I made a conscious decision to just be an artist down here. And um, part of that was also to, I didn't want to confuse the art with my career down here, at least for a couple of years. Mm. Um, so I uh, got pulled back in once. I was on the founding board of the studios of Cocoa Beach um, with Tony Sasso, an amazing individual in the studios are doing really great on Minuteman and Cocoa Beach still. But I, again, my energy was going out instead of coming in. So I, I pulled back out of that. So I do, I do, Two things. I have two sales a year on Facebook, Mother's Day and holidays. And then those tend to be more, they're not expensive. So they tend to be marketing pieces for me. And from those, I usually get the big painting commissions. Nice. So um, maybe eventually I'll do an exhibition or two. I don't know. But I don't, I don't do festivals. I don't do any of that stuff. I try, okay. to, I try to just focus on the stuff that gives me energy. Right, cool. yep. right. Cool. You know, if you're constantly chasing, like to participate in all, like that's just not necessary. Like you're no. saying, it's, my my the the artists I respect most that are able to be professional artists um, have a unique quality of having the creative side and the business side. Right. Um, Derek Gorse, amazing. If you look at his his business side of his business, is as impressive as his artwork, and his wow. artwork is freakishly beautiful yeah a um, couple artists my one some of my artists up in New York State um, I've always been inside, interested in the business sides I, 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 um, I got a federal grant up there um, to start a business incubator for artists mm-hmm. and it was bicultural um, in the middle of my t- um, of my um, region was the Seneca Nation of Indians so we had um, 10 indigenous artists and 10 regional artists and it was not only business skills but it was also cross-cultural education um, and DEI type stuff because there's a lot of inherent racis- racism um, still um, that wow. the nations face. So when I got the call that two of my um, Seneca Nation artists are now in the Smithsonian. Come on. Um, wow. You know, that's that, so awesome. That's so cool that, you know, they're, they're to the business skills are just as important yep. if you're going to be. So I consciously don't do the business skills. I guess <laughs> 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 a complete contradiction. <laughs> well, that's a real thing, though. Like creatives and entrepreneurs, if they just arm themselves with a little bit of the, the logistics necessary to yes. thrive in a space. It's usually those few missing pieces, like brilliant people that just don't yeah. have those few things that make it, uh, like that build, that br- actually bring in revenue or like, Absolutely. you know. Yeah. So. I actually, I'm pitching Palace back, my daughter who helps me with the art business. I was like, you know, the next step, you probably should think about an, art, an Etsy shop and mm-hmm. I'll increase your percentage if you do that. I'll make sure the inventory is there. Well, mm-hmm. I was asking because I was like, for the pocket, we could just put a little link to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that our, easy. Our no. I make everything difficult. <laughs> <laughs> no, Friend me on Facebook, you'll see it. <laughs> Killer hands. <laughs> Matt, ask her the question, the, the ending question, you know, the... What's the ending question? The question of this all is, questions. Dun, dun, question. dun. It's, well, it's an important, it's an important question. Okay. Um, you know, there's, there are these little things that, that, that make everybody tick, right? Um, core value, um, maybe a, a Something that like 
steers their compass, mm-hmm. if you will, and like as to who they are as people. And and on on the flip side of that, so kind of like who, you know, what what's a core value for you that drives you? That's the first thing. Okay. And then what would you suggest also for um, people who are thinking about being entrepreneurs or thinking about like going for it? You know, like what what would you what a piece of advice would you offer them? Okay. First, first. The first one first. And actually, somebody gave this to me about me last week, and it's somebody I really admire. And he said, your best quality is your unflagging optimism. Mm. Does that count, the yeah. core value? Yeah. yeah. So um, I am a glass half full, uh, and I always have been. And um, that allows me to do the idea generation at a much higher rate um, but also just that that um, gives me drive to think this is going to happen. It's going to be great. And, and I, I rarely come back from that. In fact, the stock market challenge we're starting this year, um, um, Brent Peoples, mm-hmm. um, recently on this podcast. Yes. Um, Shout out Brent. Is my, yeah. Brent, Brent. My, is, um, he's, he, Brent Peoples is one of the world's best human beings. He is legit. And um, I want him to read me a story at night. His voice, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah, just, just, it's just so even keel. Yeah, he's just a good yes, papa. <laughs> <laughs> so Sorry, you better form? you better keep going, Anne. Before <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. So so right before the board meeting, we were talking about the stock market challenge, and he has jumped into Chariot, um, mm. and. Um, we're trying to figure out the sponsor levels and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I had sent him a sheet, him and Rick Simonian, also on the board forever. And um, I was like, what do you think? And they're like, we think this, this first year event, those sponsor levels um, might be a bit high. And um, Sorry, I thought it was that was me. <laughs> Can- that was Candace. <laughs> she knows I'm doing this. Um, <laughs> she doesn't care. The production guy <laughs> was 20 minutes late. <laughs> so um, I... I, I they, they're like, we need to bring down the sponsors level. So I'm like, okay, yeah, no problem. And I said, the, our revenue goal, what do you think about that? And they're like, we, that, that seems attainable. And I'm like, it's going to be great. <laughs> and they just start, they just fall out laughing. And I was like, what? They're like, you always think things are going to be great. I'm yep. like, and? Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. Let's do this. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, awesome. So optimism would probably be my, yeah, I just think anything's possible. I think the world is great. People are wonderful. I, it, in the majority you know, mm. I've been through some stuff. Um, and the fact that I've been through some stuff and I still feel that way, I'm super grateful for that my nature tends to go that way. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and what, it, so is, is, um, is that core value also your advice to others? To like who want to become entrepreneurs, want to like step out, kind of like want to go for it? Like what, 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 I, what I, advice would you offer them? Yeah, I think an intentional turn towards that. I, I think an intentional try to look at things positively is um, really important. I'm not sure yeah. you can tell people to be that way, though. Mm, yeah, <laughs> you know, no. I don't think you can. I think it's, I am grateful that I am built that way. Um, yeah. I think what I would tell my advice for entrepreneurs is the same advice I actually give kids. Um, collect people. Yep. Um, every person you meet along the way, make a genuine connection. Yep. 
and then you keep them. You you mm. you stay in contact, even if it's a, a even if it's a once a year. Hey, my last year of school went great. I just want to let you know how it's going. You never know how that person's going to play, what role they'll play later in life. And the world's kind of magical that way. I've had yeah. people come back from way back and have played a pivotal role thirty years later. Yeah. Um, so surround yourself with people and and cultivate them. That's some of the best advice I've heard given on our podcast. Yay, I win. Killer. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> winner. What do I get? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phenomenal. And thank you so much. We appreciate your time, man. Ah, my yeah. pleasure. Thank this you. is fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> We're gonna have Noah clip out that one thing that you said earlier. <laughs> just sniff that. Daddy. No, no, oh, no, don't. That's funny. <laughs> I don't know if you hear me, but Papa. <laughs> Papa. Yeah. No, it's hilarious. No, I, I never. No, no, no. We we never clip it. But do you ever catch when you listen to the podcast that sometimes I whisper that, like just as a, it's like a, oh, that's it's like hilarious. my own joke to the dude editing it. Like, I don't know if you ever hear that. No. Every once in a while, I'm like, no, you got to cut that, dude. No. <laughs> Would you say something off color? But I, I no, I, the, I like the, it. If, man, if there's one thing I wish you would cut, I think I said under my breath, uh, "Yeah, would love to see that tombstone," like because <laughs> yes. of the name. But then I was, I, I mean, was realizing, like, wow, that was really dead. inappropriate. That you was not okay. You don't need to be like disparaging the dead or anything on here. <laughs> no, right? I just, I didn't mean it the way. The guy was an artist. He would have liked it. Yeah, like yeah, Wade Lane would have been. I wanted to see the tombstone. I respect. <laughs> That's what I meant. I love that you had that influence. That, yeah. like he was pretty major, huh? He he was, man. He was, uh, and I think in a lot of people's lives, man. But creative people are just in, infectious. Like when you meet someone like that, that sees the or world so different. Yeah. You Sometimes a little bit of that too. It can be both. Yeah, yeah. it can be. I mean, I think. It can, I mean, I certainly. Yeah. No, I think it can be both. Yeah. Tell I me hope his full it can name. Be both. His name is Lane Razor, Lane and yeah, Razor. Really well-known Ohio watercolor artist. Okay, I'll look yeah, him up for can, sure. But um, yeah, people that just see the world so different, they're like really fun to be around. You know, it's like they're just reading all the signs backwards or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just uh, it's. One of my daughters, she went through a phase when she was four. She her um, when she wrote it was. Um, backwards and upside down. Leonardo da Vinci writing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. We're like, what? The teacher's like, what the hell? Is <laughs> we don't know what That's to awesome. do with this. <laughs> Good night, everybody.